welcome to On The Ball, the podcast where we deep dive into the world of football tactics, both past and present, and bring you the latest tips and tricks to help you dominate your fantasy league. Each week, we will discuss current and historic team tactics, analyse upcoming fixtures, and share our expert insights on Fantasy Premier League to keep you ahead of the game. I'm your host Callum, and it's time to get On The Ball. In today's episode, we'll be focusing on the iconic AC Milan team of the 1989-90 season. Managed by the innovative and visionary Arrigo Sacchi. We will explore how Sacchi's tactical philosophy, combined with star-studded squad, resulted in one of the most dominant and influential teams in football history. Our goal is to shed new light on the strategies and methods that set this Milan side apart and how their success resonates even today. The 1989-90 AC Milan team was more than just a successful side. They revolutionised football with their tactical approach, which emphasised collective effort, high-intensity pressing and rapid transitions. This team changed the way that the game was played, demonstrating that well-organised, tactically astute squads could overcome the traditional reliance on individual talent. By dissecting their tactics and strategies, we aim to provide you with a better understanding of the impact and principles that continue to influence modern football. During this episode, we'll first explore Saki's tactical philosophy and how it laid the foundations for AC Milan's success. We'll then discuss the legendary squad, highlighting key players and their roles, as well as the exceptional team chemistry that contributed to their achievements. Following that, we'll break down the 4-4-2 formation, zonal marking and pressing game that defined Saki's Milan, and walk you through some of the most memorable matches and moments that showcase their tactical dominance. Finally, we'll wrap up by discussing the legacy of Saki's AC Milan and their influence on modern football. So sit back and get ready for an engaging and informative journey into the world of football tactics as we uncover secrets and stories behind the legendary 1989-90 AC Milan team. Whether you're a die-hard Rosaneri fan or simply curious about the tactics that shape the footballing landscape, this episode is sure to provide you with valuable insights and a greater appreciation for the beautiful game. Arrigo Sacchi's journey from shoe salesman to revolutionary football coach is a story of passion, determination and innovation. Born in Fusignano, Italy in 1946, Sacchi began his love affair with football by playing at an amateur level, laying the groundwork for his future coaching career. Interestingly, Sacchi never played professional football, which is very rare among top football coaches. His tactical vision was shaped by diverse influences, including Renus Mikkel's Dutch Total Football, Valery Lobanovsky's scientific approach, and the work of legendary Argentine coach Elino Herrera. As a result, Saki crafted unique tactical identity, combining fluidity, positional interchange, rigorous preparation, and intense physical conditioning to alter the course of Italian football. Saki's tactical philosophy centred around the idea of collective effort, seamless teamwork and unity. Key components of his tactics included high-intensity pressing, a high-defensive line, zonal marking and rapid transitions from defence to attack. Saki's teams were relentless in their pursuit of the ball, suffocating opponents and forcing them into errors. By pushing the defensive line up the field and implementing zonal marking, his team maintained constant pressure and disrupted the opposition's attempts to build attacks. This innovative approach enabled Saki's teams to exert unprecedented control and dominance in Italian football, 
One of his greatest achievements was leading AC Milan to an entire Serie A season in the 1991-92 season without losing a single match. Saki's arrival on the Italian football scene marked a radical departure from the traditional defence-orientated Catanaccio approach that had long dominated the sport. His emphasis on attacking play, proactive defending and high-intensity pressing led to a more open, entertaining style of football that captivated fans and redefined the league. As more teams embraced Saki's attacking philosophy, the quality and entertainment value of Italian football skyrocketed. Moreover, Saki's success with AC Milan inspired a new generation of coaches who studied and emulated his tactics, creating a lasting legacy that continues to shape the world of Italian football today. Among his disciples are renowned coaches like Carlo Ancelotti, Antonio Conte and Pep Guardiola. Saki's AC Milan team won back-to-back -back European Cups in 1989 and 1990, a feat that had not been accomplished since the 1970s. Therefore, Arrigo Sacchi's innovative tactics not only transformed the way football was played in Italy, but also laid the groundwork for future generations of coaches, ensuring a lasting impact of his tactics on the sport. The 1989-90 AC Milan squad was a unique blend of incredible talent, with each player contributing their unique skills and abilities to create an unstoppable team. Let's explore the interconnected roles of some key players within this legendary squad in more detail along with interesting facts and statistics that come along with them. At the heart of AC Milan's defence, Franco Baresi, the captain and defensive cornerstone, he provided exceptional positioning and game-reading abilities. Baresi spent his entire 20-year career at AC Milan, making 719 appearances and scoring 33 goals. He also won the Serie A Footballer of the Year award in 1980 and in 1990. His composure and experience laid the foundation for the young and supremely talented Paolo Maldini, who formed a formidable partnership with Baresi. Maldini, with an impressive career spanning 25 years, made 902 appearances for AC Milan and scored 33 goals. He was five-time UEFA Team of the Year member and a four-time FIFA Pro World Eleven member. Now, moving on to the midfield, Carlo Ancelotti's intelligent positioning and precise passing were essential for controlling possession and dictating the tempo of the game. Ancelotti made 160 appearances for AC Milan, scoring 10 goals. He also won the Serie A title twice, as well as the European Cup twice with Milan as a player before transitioning into a successful coaching career. Complementing Ancelotti's role, Frank Rijkaard's physical prowess and technical finesse provided a balance of defensive solidity and attacking flair. Rijkaard made 201 appearances for AC Milan and scored 26 goals during his five-year tenure at the club, where he won three Serie A titles and two European Cups. The offensive firepower of Ruud Hullet and Marco van Basten complemented this legendary lineup. Hullet's power, speed and technique allowed him to excel in various positions across the front line, creating goal-scoring opportunities for both himself and his teammates. During his time at Milan, Hullet made 171 appearances, scoring 56 goals, winning Ballon d'Or in 1987. In contrast, Van Basten's lethal finishing and intelligent movement made him the team's primary goal-scoring threat. He scored 125 goals in 201 appearances for AC Milan, winning the Ballon d'Or three times, the first of which in 1988, then in 1989, and finally 1992. In summary, the interconnected roles of Baresi and Maldini's defensive mastery, Ancelotti and Ricard's midfield control, 
and Tulit and Van Basten's offensive prowess created a footballing juggernaut that left an indeniable mark on footballing history. Their individual achievements and statistics further emphasised the extraordinary talent that defined this legendary squad. The 1989-90 AC Milan squad's remarkable chemistry and dynamics played a vital role in their success. The close relationship between players, fostered by their shared experiences and mutual respect, enabled them to develop a strong sense of unity and understanding on the football pitch. This rapport allowed players to anticipate each other's movements and make split-second decisions based on almost telepathic connection. For example, the iconic Dutch trio of Marco van Basten, Rutelet and Frank Rijkaard had a strong bond both on and off of the football pitch, which translated into their exceptional understanding of each other's gameplay. This strong team bond was further emphasised by the mix of Italian and foreign talent in the squad, which created an environment where creativity and innovation could thrive. Different playing styles and footballing cultures seamlessly blended, allowing the team to adopt to various situations during matches. The camaraderie among players such as Paolo Maldini, Franco Baresi and Alessandro Costa-Curta, who spent most of their playing careers together, was a testament to the sense of brotherhood within this team. Saki's tactical philosophy nurtured the players' tactical flexibility, enabling them to adapt seamlessly to different formations and strategies. This adaptability, combined with the squad's unwavering belief in Saki's vision, kept their opponents guessing and unable to find a foothold within the game. Furthermore, Saki's man-management skills and his ability to inspire and motivate his players were instrumental in creating an environment where each player could reach their full potential. His tactical acumen instilled a sense of confidence and conviction within his squad, empowering his players to perform at their best under pressure. In a unique attempt to emphasise the importance of harmony and teamwork, Saki once gathered his players into a room and had them listen to an orchestral piece, illustrating how individual contribution led to a beautiful collective outcome. So therefore, this Milan's team's success can be attributed to the remarkable chemistry and dynamics within the squad. The close relationship between players and a blend of diverse skill sets and backgrounds, as well as their tactical flexibility and the unwavering belief in Saki's vision, created a footballing force that was both dominant and captivating. The unique contribution left a lasting impression on football history and continues to inspire future generations and coaches alike. At the heart of Saki's tactical masterclass was his 4-4-2 formation, which he deployed with great success during his time at AC Milan. The formation consists of four defenders, four midfielders and two forwards, providing a balanced and solid structure that can adapt to various game situations. The 4-4-2 can be implemented in different ways, with most common variants being the flat 4-4-2 and the 4-4-2 diamond. Saki often opted for a more fluid and dynamic version of this formation, with the wide midfielders such as Angelo Colombo and Roberto Donadoni pushing up the pitch to support the attack, and the central midfielders like Ancelotti and Rijkaard dropping deep to cover the defensive duties. This dynamic approach allowed AC Milan to dominate possession with an impressive 58% average ball possession during the 1989-90 AC Milan season. This allowed them to create overloads in key areas of the field, effectively overwhelming their opponents. A key aspect of Saki's 4-4-2 formation was the use of a high defensive line, which compressed the playing area and limited the space available for the opposition. This aggressive positioning of defenders, led by the experienced Baresi, allowed AC Milan to maintain constant pressure on their opponents, forcing them into mistakes and making it difficult for them to build up attacks. 
Saki also favoured zonal marking over man-to-man -man marking, which required defenders to cover specific areas of the pitch rather than following individual opponents. This approach helped maintain the team's shape and organisation, ensuring that players were always in the best position to intercept passes and stifle opposition attacks. The zonal marking system that was so effective for AC Milan conceded only 15 goals during the entire 1989-90 Serie A season, which set a new record for the fewest goals conceded in a 34-game season. Integral to Saki's tactical approach was the high-intensity pressing game. Milan players were instructed to hunt down the ball aggressively, closing down opponents quickly and efficiently. The suffocating pressure forced the opposition players into making errors, allowing Milan to win back possession and launch devastating counter-attacks. By disrupting the opposition's rhythm and denying them time and space on the ball, Saki's pressing game effectively neutralised their attacking threat and kept them on the back foot throughout the match. The relentless approach to pressing was a precursor to the modern Gengen pressing style popularised by managers like Jurgen Klopp demonstrating Saki's influence on the game's evolution. One of the main weapons in Saki's tactical arsenal was the lightning-fast counter-attack. By winning the ball back quickly through the high-intensity pressing, Milan were able to transition from defence to attack with remarkable speed and efficiency. The key to these counter-attacks was rapid movement off the ball, often involving one-touch passing and incisive off-the-ball runs. With players like Hula and Van Basten providing the firepower up front, and the likes of Ancelotti and Rijkaard orchestrating the play from the midfield, Milan's counter-attacks were a sight to behold and a nightmare for opposition defences. In fact, during the 1989-90 European Cup campaign, Milan scored an impressive 20 goals in just 9 matches, showcasing their lethal attacking prowess. The average of 2.22 goals per game in the European Cup that season exemplified the effectiveness of their counter-attacking strategy. This ability to strike quickly and decisively was a crucial factor in their success, as it enabled them to catch their opponents off guard and capitalise on any mistakes or gaps within the opposition's defence. In summary, the 4-4-2 formation and pressing game were instrumental to Saki's AC Milan tactical masterclass. The high defensive line and zonal marking provided defensive solidity, while the relentless pressing disrupted the opposition's rhythm. The swift counter-attacks and quick transitions from defence to attack allowed Milan to dominate matches and cement their place in footballing history. The combination of tactics, along with incredible individual talent within the squad, helped to create one of the most memorable and successful teams in the history of the sport. Their dominant performances not only left an undeniable mark on footballing history, but also continue to inspire and influence future generations of players and coaches alike. Throughout that season, AC Milan showcased their tactical ability in numerous memorable matches, both domestically in Serie A and on the European stage in the European Cup. In Serie A, one standout performance was the emphatic 5-0 victory over Napoli. This match demonstrated AC Milan's tactical superiority as they dismantled the strong Napoli side, led by none other than Diego Maradona. In this game, Saki's tactics came to life in an exciting and dominant display that left the opposition unable to cope with the Rosaneri's intensity. The high-pressing game, led by the likes of Rijkaard and Ancelotti, continuously put Napoli's players under pressure, causing them to lose possession and create opportunities for Milan. 
One such instance occurred in the 28th minute when Milan's aggressive pressing forced the Napoli defender into a misplaced pass, which Hula intercepted and slotted home for the opening goal. This set the tone for the match as AC Milan continued to suffocate Napoli, not allowing them to find any rhythm or get a foot into the game. Quick transitions were also a significant factor in this match against Napoli, as AC Milan's swift movement from defence to attack left the opposition's defence struggling to keep up. In the 45th minute, Milan recovered the ball in their own half and launched a rapid counter-attack, with Hula and Van Basten combining effortlessly to score the second goal. This lethal partnership continued throughout the match as Hula scored another goal and Van Basten completed his hat-trick, showcasing their remarkable understanding and the potency of Milan's quick transitions. Saki's astute tactical decisions and in-game adjustments played a crucial role in AC Milan's success. This was very clear in his decision to deploy Ruud Hullet in a more advanced position in that 5-0 victory against Napoli. This tactical switch allowed Hullet to exploit the space in behind Napoli's defence, creating problems for the opposition and leading to two goals and an assist. In the European Cup semi-final against Bayern Munich, Milan once again displayed their tactical adaptability and ability to exploit the opposition's weaknesses. In this match, Saki opted for a more compact midfield to neutralise Bayern Munich's attacking threats, with players like Rijkaard and Ancelotti covering significant ground and disrupting the German side's rhythm. In the first leg, Milan absorbed Bayern Munich's pressure and hit them on the counter-attack, with Van Basten latching onto a perfectly weighted pass from Hullet to score a crucial away goal. In the second leg, Milan's tactical discipline and organisation were on full display as they stifled Bayern's attack while exploiting their defensive vulnerabilities. In the 56th minute, a well-executed counter-attack saw Hullet receive the ball on the right wing, dribbling past two defenders and firing a low shot into the net, securing Milan's place in the final. This decisive goal highlighted AC Milan's tactical dominance as their compact midfield and swift counter-attacks left Bayern Munich unable to find a breakthrough. In both the Napoli and Bayern Munich matches, Saki's tactics of pressing, quick transitions, adaptability and exploiting opposition's weaknesses were executed to perfection by the AC Milan players. The thrilling nature of these games, combined with the tactical masterclass that was on display, demonstrated the effectiveness of Saki's philosophy and unwavering commitment of his players. These memorable matches and key moments truly exemplified AC Milan's tactical dominance under Saki. The way that they managed to outplay their opponents, both in Serie A and the European Cup, was a testament to the efficiency of Vissari's tactical philosophy, which was rooted in a few core principles. A high pressing game, zonal marking, and rapid transitions from defence to attack. When looking at the European Cup final against Benfica, Milan's defensive prowess was evident. They maintained a clean sheet, thanks to their disciplined zonal marking system, which involved players taking responsibility for specific areas of the pitch rather than marking individual opponents. This system made it difficult for Benfica to find space and create goal-scoring opportunities, as Milan's defenders were well organised and covered each other effectively. The positioning of Milan's midfielders also played a crucial role in the tactical dominance. Players like Rijkaard and Ancelotti and Donadoni 
had a deep understanding of the rules and responsibilities within the system. They were responsible for pressing the opposition, closing down spaces, and providing a solid base for the quick counter-attacks. Their collective efforts helped AC Milan to control the tempo of the game and dictate the flow of the play. In the attacking third, Milan's forward line, consisting of Van Basten, Hullet and Rijkaard, allowed them to seamlessly interchange positions, making it difficult for opposition defenders to track their movements. This was evident in Rijkaard's late goal which secured the 1-0 victory and the cup title. Saki's Milan were exceptional. In that season, they won the Serie A title, with their defensive line and zonal marking system making it difficult for opposition attackers to find space. This, alongside with their offside trap and aggressive pressing, resulted in only 15 goals being conceded that season in Serie A. The way that Milan balanced pressing with a solid defensive shape really set them apart from the other teams that we're going to discuss now. The first of which is the 1998-99 Manchester United team. This was Ferguson's treble winning United and was undoubtedly a fantastic team. They won the Premier League, FA Cup and UEFA Champions League. However, when it came to their defence, they had a strong back four with man-to-man marking, but didn't have the same compactness as AC Milan's zonal system. United's wing play sometimes left them exposed to quick counter-attacks, which led to 37 goals being conceded in the Premier League season, being quite a difference compared to Milan's 15. Next up is Guardiola's Barcelona. In 2010-2011, to this is one of the best club sides ever as they won the La Liga and the UEFA Champions League that season. They had a high defensive line like Milan, but their focus on possession and pressing sometimes left them vulnerable to counter-attacks. The defenders were skilled at winning back possession, but the occasional lapse resulted in 21 goals conceded in La Liga. On the other hand, Milan's zonal marking and compact defensive shape made them more effective at keeping the opposition at bay. We're now going to cover 2003-2004's Arsenal team, known as Wenger's Invincibles. These were incredible, they won the Premier League title and went unbeaten all season. They used a back four with a man-to-man's marking system, similar to United. But despite having strong defenders like Sol Campbell and Colo Toure, their emphasis on quick attacking transitions left them susceptible to counter-attacks. This tactical choice led to 26 goals being conceded in the Premier League that season, in comparison to Milan's balance between pressing and defensive solidity, which made them more effective at preventing goals from being conceded. And finally, 2004-2005 Jose Mourinho's Chelsea. Chelsea were dominant that season, winning the Premier League title with a then-record 95 points. They relied on a deep defensive block and a disciplined back four. Their focus on maintaining their defensive shape and using quick counter-attacks led to an impressive record of just 15 goals being conceded in the Premier League. This equaled AC Milan's record. However, they did not have AC Milan's aggressive pressing system, which allowed the Italian side to win back possession further up the pitch and dominate games more effectively. As we've explored each team's achievements and defensive tactics, it's clear that the 1989-90 to AC Milan squad had a unique balance between pressing and maintaining a solid defensive shape. Saki's Milan managed to blend the best of both worlds with a high defensive line, aggressive pressing and a zonal marking system which set them apart from other historically great teams.
Arrigo Sacchi's revolutionary tactics at AC Milan have had an enduring impact on football, influencing many present-day coaches. As we delve into detailed tactical analysis of some of these managers, we'll also highlight the fascinating connections to Sacchi's innovative ideas. First up is Pep Guardiola. Sacchi's influence is clear when it comes to Guardiola's tactics, which emphasise high pressing, positional play and possession. At Barcelona, Guardiola's teams adopted a compact shape and a high defensive line, reminiscent of Saki's Milan. This approach led to unparalleled success, including two UEFA Champions League titles and three La Liga titles in just four seasons. Guardiola continued using Saki's principles at Manchester City, clinching four Premier League titles and reaching the UEFA Champions League final in 2021 and also in 2023. Pep Guardiola also holds the highest win percentage of any manager in Premier League history, with a minimum of 50 games managed. Next up is Jurgen Klopp. Klopp's gang-in-pressing or counter-pressing tactic is heavily influenced by Saki's pressing game. By pressuring opponents immediately after losing possession, Klopp's teams aim to regain the ball as quickly as possible. This approach propelled Borussia Dortmund to two Bundesliga titles in 2010-11 and 2011-12, and the UEFA Champions League final in 2013. Klopp continued his success at Liverpool, winning the Premier League and the UEFA Champions League. Interestingly, Klopp is the second Liverpool manager to win both the Premier League and the UEFA Champions League, following Bob Paisley. Next up, we're going to talk about Maurizio Sarri. Sarri's Napoli was lauded for its fluid attacking play and high defensive line bearing similarities to Saki's Milan. At Chelsea, Sarri introduced Sarri Ball, which incorporated Saki's zonal marking and pressing game. This led to a UEFA Europa League title in 2018-19. Interestingly, Sarri holds the record for the longest unbeaten run by a new Premier League manager, going 12 games without a defeat at the start of his Chelsea tenure. Finally, Diego Simeone. Although Simeone's tactics are more defensively focused, he has also been influenced by Saki's approach. His Atletico Madrid teams are known for their compact shape and defensive solidity, as well as the quick counter-attacks, all hallmarks of Saki's Milan. Simeone has guided Atletico to two La Liga titles, one Copa del Rey, and two UEFA Europa League titles. Remarkably, Simeone is the longest-serving manager in Atletico Madrid's history, having been in charge since 2011. Now that we've highlighted his influence on the modern game, let's go over the main points that we've discussed today. In today's episode, we've dove headfirst into the captivating world of AC Milan during the 1989-90 season, guided by the ingenious Arrigo Sacchi. We journeyed through Sacchi's revolutionary tactical philosophy, focusing on his emphasis from teamwork, relentless pressing and rapid transitions. We also paid tribute to the iconic squad, spotlighting the pivotal players and their roles, and explored the unparalleled team chemistry that propelled them to glory. We dissected the 4-4-2 formation, zonal marking and the pressing game that became a hallmark of Saki's Milan. And finally, we relived some of the most unforgettable matches and moments, showcasing their tactical supremacy. The triumphs of Saki's Milan proved that a tactically astute, 
well-organised team could surpass the traditional dependence on individual talent, setting the way for a new era of football. I'd like to give a huge thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's episode of On The Ball Tactics Podcast. We sincerely hope that you enjoyed our comprehensive exploration of the 1989-90 AC Milan season and the tactics and accomplishments of the manager Saki himself. We greatly value your feedback and comments, so please don't hesitate to share your thoughts with us. We'd be thrilled to hear your perspectives on this legendary team, and any other suggestions for future episodes are more than welcome. Please like and subscribe on whatever podcast app you use, and leave a five-star review to help to expand our audience to further listeners. I'm your host Callum, and this has been On The Ball.